Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for November 19th is Acts chapter 9 and 10. Chapter 9 begins with the Damascus Road conversion experience of Saul, who was a persecutor of believers who religiously thought he was doing the right thing. He had all the right training. He had the right heritage. He had gone to the right schools. He was advancing quickly through the ranks of religious Judaism, and he had been standing there giving his hearty approval to the stoning of Stephen in chapter 7. Religious people very often think and feel that they are working on behalf of God, but it's so often that they're not. They're carrying out their own dreams or the dreams of men and women who have gone before them. And it's in God's kindness that he arrests them, he stops them, and gives them a new focus like he did for Saul. Saul is traveling about midday when the sun is high in the sky, and yet a light brighter than the sun appeared and knocked him to the ground. A voice spoke from this vision and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul says, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Whatever you do to the least of these, my brothers, Jesus said, you do unto me. Whatever you don't do unto one of the least of these, my brothers, you don't do unto me. And by murdering believers and persecuting them and throwing them in jail, Saul was guilty of assaulting Jesus himself. Yet Jesus, in his kindness, says to Saul, Go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Many religious people today and throughout all time have gotten checks in their spirit about receiving a fresh word from the Lord, a word to obey, a word to change their ways, maybe a word or a check in their spirit confronting some false beliefs. But if they stuff that down, they will eventually grieve the Holy Spirit, and God just may stop speaking. That is a very dangerous place to be, and I pray that you and I would be humble enough that we would receive the rebuke of God when He corrects us, that we would understand He's correcting us, and that we would receive it quickly. The men who were traveling with Saul did not understand what was being said. They heard a sound, but they didn't see what Saul was seeing. Revelation from God is often very personal. God doesn't speak to everyone in the same way at the same time. But the truth that God speaks is generally the same. This was not a new Jesus or a new teaching that Jesus revealed to Saul. It was the same Jesus that we see revealed in the Gospels. It's the same Jesus who spent three and a half years with his disciples, who are now the apostles, healing the sick, giving sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, and raising the dead back to life. It was the same Jesus with the same teachings. It was just a fresh revelation to Saul, who had not seen that side of Jesus before. Whenever somebody comes up with a brand new teaching that's not been taught anywhere else before, a different version of the facts, beware, this Saul, who we call Paul, later wrote to the Galatians, if anyone ever comes to you preaching a different gospel, even 
If it's an angel, let them be accursed. Have nothing to do with it. Don't believe the new gospel. We don't need new teaching. We need new understanding of the teaching that's always been there for us. The Lord speaks to a man named Ananias and says, I want you to go and find Saul from Tarsus. Lay your hands on him that he might receive his sight. He's been fasting and praying, and I've shown him a vision of you coming. Of course, Ananias says, I know who that is. I don't, I don't really want to go. But the Lord affirms Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument to take my name to the Gentiles, to kings and Israelites. In verse 16, I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. The one who had been inflicting suffering on others is now going to suffer. Because the walk of following Jesus is not an easy path. If it were easy, everyone would do it. If it were easy, it would not be deserving of a reward at the end. The walk of following Jesus is one of self-denial and putting the needs of others first. It's one of being embarrassed and laughed at and even persecuted, sometimes unto death. And of course, we know, if not for Saul, Going through that suffering to become the man God wanted him to be, we would not have the book of Romans, First and Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, First and Second Thessalonians, First and Second Timothy. So much of the New Testament was penned by this man who suffered much for the sake of Jesus Christ and the good news. It was this man, Saul, who said, Later, I am chief among sinners. I'm the worst of them all. And that's the way it works in the kingdom of heaven. The one who would consider himself last is the one many consider first. Chapter 9, verse 31 tells us that the church had peace after that, and it was growing. It was encouraged and strengthened by the Holy Spirit, and God was adding to their number. Next, we see Peter healing a man who had been bedridden for eight years. He said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and make your bed. Immediately the man got up, and all who lived in that place saw him and turned to the Lord. That's what these signs are for. They are markers pointing towards God. And when God does these miracles, we need to be prepared to point them to God, just as Peter did. Don't be surprised at this miracle. Haven't you ever heard of Jesus of Nazareth? The son of the living God, he is still performing miracles today. He performed this very miracle so that you would believe in him because the kingdom of heaven has come near. The last story in chapter 9 is how Peter raised this lady Dorcas, whose name is translated Tabitha from the dead. People began coming to Peter telling him about her. He goes to her house and there are many people mourning, weeping, and showing him the robes and clothes that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. He knelt down, prayed, and turned toward the body and said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, saw Peter, and sat up. Why did he tell everybody to leave the room? I believe it's likely because they were distracting him from hearing God's voice. Sometimes we need silence. We need to put the doubters out and go off by ourselves and hear God's voice. God often whispers in a small, 
quiet voice and the distractions of this world are continually yelling at us, screaming and vying for our attention. But we need to turn it all off and go get alone in our prayer closet with God so that we can hear him clearly. Before Jesus raised the dead, he also would put people out of the room or out of the house. In chapter 10, we're told about Peter's vision. A man named Cornelius receives a visit from an angel telling him to go and send for Peter. And the angel even tells him where Peter was, in whose house he was, in what city. While his servants are on their way to invite Peter to come back and share a message from God with them, Peter receives his own vision three times, firmly establishing that God is trying to send a message. Peter sees a large sheet or blanket with unclean and clean animals, all different kinds of creatures together, and a voice that says, Peter, get up, kill, and eat. Peter says, not so, Lord. I, I have never eaten anything unclean. I only eat what is prescribed by the Mosaic law that we're allowed to eat. I am a good Jew. I will not eat these unclean animals. God says, what I have made clean, do not call unclean. It happens three times. And Peter is there pondering, what does this mean? Praying for interpretation, I'm sure, while these Gentiles are outside knocking at the gate and calling for him. It was not customary. It was not even permitted for a Jew to go into the house of a Gentile, to hang out with a Gentile. God was showing Peter very clearly and adamantly that he had broken down the barrier between Jew and Gentile, that he was no longer limiting salvation to one specific people group. Now, it had always been the case that Gentiles could convert to Judaism, but now God was saying, love one another and don't be respecters of anyone based on their skin color or their genealogy. Peter agreed to go with these men, and he preaches the gospel to them. And as he's preaching, the Holy Spirit fell on them, and they began speaking in other languages, the gift of tongues. Once again, there was no altar call. Peter didn't say, everybody bow their head and close their eyes. And if you want to follow Jesus, you don't have to tell anybody. Just slip your hand up real quick and put it back down. Nobody's going to know except for me. No, Peter just told the truth as he heard it from heaven. People were cut to their hearts. God did a work inside of them, and the Holy Spirit fell on them with power and great authority. This was an amazing thing for the Jews to see then. It's an amazing thing for all people to see now. Let us come out of our religious mindsets and be open to whatever God wants to do. And I pray that he would speak to us clearly and that we would put away distractions so that we could hear him clearly so that he could change us and we'd be able to partner with him in, in the advancement of the kingdom of heaven on this earth here in 2023 and going forward until the return of our Lord, Jesus Christ. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey with me. We'll see you tomorrow. For those of you who are interested, I am a real estate salesperson and broker. I have licenses in Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, and I have a team of agents across 16 states currently, all with Call It Closed International Realty. If you are interested in buying or selling real estate, 
I would love to partner with you. And if you are a real estate professional, it would be an honor to talk with you about joining our team at Call It Closed International Realty. We have tons of great benefits. I can show you how you can earn more doing the exact same thing that you're doing now at your current broker. Thank you for your consideration. See you tomorrow.